Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody back to 157 episodes of Third Shift. Wow, if you guys missed it last week, you missed out. We had the 156th episode, and boy, oh golly gee, it was our three years. It was so glorious and awesome. You like that word? Matt loves that that word. I like it. So, if you don't know, yes, it is episode 157 of Third Shift. Of course, today I am here, the esteemed Mr. Eric, and with me as always, you already heard him in the background laughing at that wonderful word I created, mm-hmm. it is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt, and hey, you know, let's just kick it off, Matt. What'd you do this week? What's going on? How, how happy are you? Are you thrilled with life? Let me know. Life sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was coming. It's it's been a miserable week just just at work though because I when I was writing down the show notes I went man what did I do this week oh I went and saw a cool movie and then oh yeah I went and saw two wrestling shows you know I love the wrestling so I had to do those two things I'm gonna start off first with the movie I went and saw Ready or Not and I actually really really liked it I mean I was expecting to like it just based on the trailer and it was it was effectively funny and then also horrifying in certain aspects like I was. The, the the dark areas of it were very dark, and I went, oh, holy crap. And then the funny parts were, like, cheesy and funny, and I went, this is also interesting, and, and, I, and, and I enjoy it. And I was thinking, did I really like this movie? Like, I got out of it, and I was like, all right, cool. But I was like, did I, did I like, enjoy it? Or was I just like, hey, something on the screen for a while? And I feel like I actually did like it. Like, it's not, it's not going to be, a, you know, an A-tier, top-tier movie, it's not going to be something you're going to remember forever, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. And I will say there was one scene in particular with the actress lady. She's tearfully begging somebody to help her because the family's out to kill her. You, you know, the, you mm. know the whole rigmarole. And it, she she did such a good job. I was like really pulled into her performance in that scene, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting it just to be a, a big, dumb comedy thing and not really be that dark and just be silly all the way through. And they pulled off both both aspects of it. So I guess totally it was a little weird, but I really enjoyed it. It was cool. That was what I was looking at. I saw that one and I was like, oh, it's kind of like that weird thriller, but you know, a little bit of horror genre in it. And of course it was over the top mm-hmm. kind of goofiness. And I was like, this looks like I might like it. Cause I typically don't go see the horror movies and stuff like that in the theater. I just yeah. wait, check them out on Netflix or something. But that one had the curiosity peaked as they say. I, I will say the only thing I didn't like was everything was lit in like a really ugly way because it's like it happens during the night and like the house is lit by like candlelight so everybody's like really orange for most of the scenes and I was just like geez I'm just sick of this I wish it would be daytime and it'd be bright light out and I could see people like in proper lighting but duh idiot that's not how the way the story goes oh well that's that's the only thing I didn't like about it. it's like I get tired of like oh look it's another f-ing orange scene everybody's fire and orange whatever but great movie i enjoyed it then the other thing that i really enjoyed you know it it was the two wrestling events i went to down in where was it it was down in livonia at uh, knights of columbus hall they had the uh the shine event which is a women's wrestling you know promotion and then evolve which is like the the step below nxt which is the developmental league for for wwe so it's kind of like that Sort of indie level, well, definitely indie level for Shine, but then sort of almost pro to sort of indie level for Evolve. And I really enjoyed both shows, but it was, you know, it was interesting coming off of like watching the G1 with New Japan like a, a month or two ago, which is, 
And then, you know, watching stuff with NXT and WWE where it's some of the best wrestling you will see. And then going down to the secondary indie level, it's kind of like I had to switch my brain a little bit to be like, you know, just kind of kind of get into the like, yeah, that didn't look that great, but it's they still did it well. They're still playing their characters well. They're still working the match well. It's just technically it's not really there sometimes. So it's kind of like, oh, man. I am enjoying this, but hmm, I had to take off my little my little critic cap yeah. that I wear sometimes. But I will say the Evolve show was f***ing awesome. Because that's, like I said, that's that like next level, like just below the, the, B, the big tier. And it was, oh man, it was awesome. Kushida had an awesome match with, I think it was J.D. Drake. That was probably the best match I've ever seen. Hard hitting, like kind of like almost Japanese strong style. And it was just, oh, it was awesome. The crowd was super pumped. I was super pumped, you know, chanting out people's names, going, oh, for the big moves. Oh, it was great. It was, you could totally just lose yourself in it. They, those two really brought it. It was really good. So that was a great weekend. And then I went back to work and it all sucked. But one thing that doesn't suck is playing Persona 4 Golden because I'm, I'm rushing to the end game. I got to get there. I got to, got to finally beat that game. I've been playing the last two nights for like two or three hours, just sit down and just, Bam, I'm in it. I'm doing it. Yeah, we're going to find that that true culprit. Yeah, we're going to solve the big mystery. We're going to do it. And then I read up and like, oh, there's there's a whole other big dungeon at the end if you want to get the super duper ending. I'm like, oh, man. But but I'm on my way. And I got into that last dungeon, and I'm, I'm just kicking butt. I'm so overleveled. I'm just, I'm just walloping face. It's great. I love it. I love that game. I love the characters. I love hanging out with my friends. I love beating up monsters. It's awesome. And that's that's been my week. What about you, Eric? Well, body, oh, body, oh, gee, oh, golly, man, I'll tell you what, I'm going to stick with this one because you left off on it. The Persona 4 Golden, I'm in the exact same boat. I said, all right, this is done. It's time. And I've been just pounding through it. Woo! And I'm in that dungeon, that same dungeon that you just talked about, and I'm just smacking through it. It ain't going to be nothing but a chicken wing. I'm going to blow through it all in one day, then I'm going to spend the last rest of the days chilling like a villain, having some fun, hanging out with friends, doing the Christmas events. And then ended on the best true epilogue god tier ending that you can get. Mm. And then I can put it away and say, bam, I did it. I played Persona 4 all the way through. Had a fantastic time with it. Because you know what? It was a great game. And Nanako-chan, just tug my heart straight. You know, poor Nanako. <laughs> it was good awesome. stuff. I, I liked that, that whole scene, how everything played out over there. Mm-hmm. Got through there, but now tied to that because I got a lot of it done doing what I did over this last weekend, which was camping. Surprise everybody, Eric went camping again. That's what I do. (laughs) Who would have thought? So I was out there sagging all bay, kicking back, relaxing with the family, you know, doing nice walks around the park and hanging out, doing little trails, going swimming in the pools. What you do at camping? Cooking good food, sitting around, reading books, playing Persona 4 Golden, mm-hmm. girls riding their bikes, all the usual rigmarole that I do, trying to get out and do a little bit of gaming, you know, on the console, but as I said, internet just isn't going to ever work there, it's just not going to happen. I thought about maybe taking it up to the the big structure, because the Saginaw Bay is the only one where I've ever been to that actually has, I was able to get on World of Warcraft there mm-hmm. one time, 
And I'm like, well, maybe I could actually do it. But I got up there with my gear, and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I looked through the big glass windows, and there was just groups and groups of old people playing cards and billiards, and then all these teenagers everywhere packed in. I went, no, I'm no, because I'm going to have the teenagers and kids wandering around me looking at what I'm doing, wanting to speculate and talk, and da-da-da-da. And I'm going to have the old people shrugging their shoulders and frowning and shaking their heads at me that's what that's why you just post up in the corner back to the wall screen in front of your face just yep. hey sir nope just headphones on headphones fully on you can't even see people you can't even think can't about see it. can't hear mm, i'm nope. not in this world you know I'm, there just, was... I'm just a creepy man sitting in the corner <laughs> there was that option but i c- couldn't do it I got I got to the gates and I turned around and I went back into the the hellish pits of the mosquito infested worlds. Mm-hmm. That's okay because it let me play more Persona Golden, so it was True. a win. Really, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It's good for me. So that's what I did. Went to the camping trip. Had a lot of fun there. Went to the uh, the Persona Four Golden party. Went to this place called Work. I don't you know I don't know what happens there. I, I just turn it off. Mm-hmm. And then my brother in law. He's visiting, so he's been here since yesterday. He's here today. Hence, if you didn't know, which you'll never know, which you'll know only now because I'm telling you we're doing the show a couple hours earlier than we typically do. So that way he can hang out and whatnot this evening when the kids go to bed and do his thing without me having to force him to stay upstairs and be be by yourself. I must go down to the dungeon. Stay away from me. Exactly. Don't make any noise. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a good time. He's getting some stuff reworked because they're going to be moving on this way. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. So the world's doing pretty good. And we're moving in, of course, what, two weeks for Borderlands 3? And it hits? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Had a debacle trying to get Control, which I wanted to play. My local local game store had some problems. Local software maneuvers. Had some issues, which I won't just go over because it'll just make me want to choke them all. Come on, Eric. It's fine. (laughs) Get mad on the podcast. Get mad. Unfortunately, I will not be able to play Control this moment. I am going to be playing it. I hope to be playing it in the next few days so I can have it beat before Borderlands 3 hits. But Mm. with my luck, I don't think I'm going to get it in time. I have a sneaking suspicion about it. So that's been my week. (laughs) You still got two weeks, though. Although, well, you don't really because Catherine comes out next week. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, you could beat Control. You've that's beaten true. Catherine already. Well, you that's why like, I'm not worried about Catherine because yeah, Catherine okay. I've beaten before, and yeah, there's gonna be all new scenes, all new things, all new. I'm not like I gotta get that my hands on pace, it. And, yeah, just, and play it all the yeah, way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can be like, okay, I'm, I don't want to play Borderlands this minute. I don't got time for it or whatever. Go mm. do a round or two in Catherine. Yeah. Awesome, sweet. That was great. Shut up. Go to bed or whatever the case may be. Mm. That's how I'm gonna probably be playing Catherine this time around. I'm not gonna race you to the finish. And come on, Eric. No, let's I, do it. Let's I do it. Five in the morning, going to bed, waking it. up at eight o'clock. Oh man, Catherine. God damn it. Whoa! Did you get through two of those uh, clears? Oh man. Where? I have a feeling you're just gonna speed through and whoop my butt this time around. But that's all right. Hey, we'll see. So that was my week, man. That's all I did. It was a great time. Still is a great time because it's not over yet. Got a holiday weekend this weekend. Tons of fun to be had. I'm so happy. Yes. I wish I didn't have to work tomorrow, but I do. I wish I could just start now. It's so beautiful. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
What do you do? So that was us individually this week. Together as a team, we did nothing. But in the space where I always put nothing, I put hashtag TT, because Talented Tuesday used to be a thing. Talented Tuesday became a thing again, thanks to Howard, all week long, sending us great Battleborn and Third Shift-related fan art. If you didn't see it, hit up the Twitter, at Third Shift Me, on the Twits, and find it. It was awesome. Howard's great. He's a good guy. Indeed he is. It was really cool. I wanted to post some of the pictures too, but I can't figure out how to take pictures that and put them onto the Twitter from my phone. It keeps wanting me to take live pictures. It won't let me go to the my pictures that oh, I have like already stored. Thing, yeah. So I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Thankfully, Matt put all of them, but like one of them that I had that he doesn't have on there. So mm. we were close enough. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for keeping Talented Tuesday alive and bringing smiles to the people's faces. And we look forward to some more of those beautiful pictures in your free time. Absolutely. And I mentioned it to Howard. I mentioned it to you pre-show. I got to say, I especially loved his Oscar Mike. A, because of the Geek of the Week reference. Yes, Oscar Mike is still Geek of the Week. In case anyone was was wondering, was thinking about it, he remains Geek of the Week for every week going forward. But I loved in his art picture, he used the exact same Oscar Mike picture for reference of his helmet that I did when we did our Talented Tuesday because it had the same cutout like of the of the right side of his helmet. I was like, I remember that. That's like his shoulder pad or something that I didn't want to draw and I had to like mirror it and it looked really bad. And that's why mine was horrible. But I recognize the arc. I know what you're doing, Howard. I feel you, brother. We're, I'm right there with you. <laughs> the other thing that I'm here for right now is shift codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands, the pre-sequels. Hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself some free loot. And also hit up at 10K Beers on Twitter because he is the official Third Shift Me VIP reporter. He is dropping all the VIP codes. I'm sorry, Sean. I did retweet a Mental Mars one before I saw that you had already tagged me in it. I'm sorry. I, I retweeted yours as well. So I'm, you know, he's he's like the back. He's the unofficial. He's the backup. When I don't have Sean post official right in front of my post. face, mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, Mental Mars did tag me. Retweet. So they, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I'm really sorry. You're forgiven, Matt. I'm going to forgive you for Sean. Sean, I I appreciate in your name, I have forgiven the inglorious bastard, Mr. Matt. Okay? I know you appreciate that. I know you're with me in spirit. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Goodness gracious. So shift codes of VIP reporting is amazing. Another thing that is amazing is Borderlands 3 winning most wanted game and best multiplayer game at Gamescom. I mean, that's cool. You get a little audience poll and they're like, hey, we're really into this game. And you don't really like win a thing, but that's pretty awesome. Well, what I was going to mention about Gamescom was, I don't remember who it was, Colin maybe, I don't remember who exactly, was talking about the line just to play Borderlands 3, showing the pictures of it and how people were waiting like three to five hours to Mm -hmm. play. And I'm like, you know, that's great for Gearbox. That's awesome. Like, sweet that people are dedicated. But no way, no Mm -hmm. way in the name of anything. Mm-hmm. And would I ever wait three to five hours to play like fifteen minutes of a of a game, like and like we had this discussion off air, you know, and mm-hmm. and you like you said I agree with you if it was something that was like never coming to the light of day, some weird yeah. weird crazy thing that no one's ever going to see again, like a PT situation, but it was only mm-hmm. going to be at this thing, sure. But man, the dedication of some of these folks to go in there and spend their entire day. That they bought this ticket for with all these things going on just to wait in a line to get 15 minutes of Borderlands 3. Wow. Crazy. 
I mean, it just goes to show you how big of a thing Borderlands really is in mm. many, many people's lives and minds and, and histories, because this isn't just here in Game Crazy America. It's off in Europe, too. So it, it Borderlands has touched the lives of so many people. And I agree with you. I, I couldn't do it because it's just, it's just too much standing in line, no matter how amazing it was. And I'm sure playing the demo and playing Borderlands 3 is freaking awesome. It's just too much for me. I would be I'd be ha- hanging out in the indie booths like we talked about. Hey, look, here's some guy who made the game. Here, he's handing you the controller and you're talking to him. I don't know. So it's it's definitely cool that it had that much buzz and popularity. But it just shows though that it, it all ties in. You know, you've seen the lines, you've seen the weight things. You said they got you know game of the show, most anticipated game of the show. Congratulations to them. They've done all the marketing right. They've done everything right. They've marked their, they, what are they, crossed their T's and marked their I's. Ha, ha, ha. And the game is poised to do phenomenal. It's crazy. It makes me really glad that we're where we're at because we could just skip that line anytime we show up. Like, oh, third shift is here. And then we're like, oh, hey, come on through, guys. Straight skip all the these yeah, chumps. Just like Meredith did for some of her friends, remember? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, make sure you cut that part out of me saying that, Danny, because I want it to seem like, oh, I could never wait in a line that big. I'm like a normal person. Ah, lines. <laughs> I wait in them too, just like you guys. That's right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so along with Gamescom coming and going, being the most anticipated game of the freaking show, they also said, hey, you guys want to play, right? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we want to play. Well, guess what? You want to play on PC? Yeah, because PC is the best, man. Everybody wants to play on PC. Wow. Mm. They released the base specs and the optimal specs or recommended specs for the game. Mm. And I don't know if I should read them off here. I feel like I should, but I know Matt hates this. What's a PC even? I got, I got a recommended spec. It's called put the disc in my PS4 and then I play it. Oh! <laughs> Is that how you do it? You put it in that's, that, that that's weird That's my console? recommended specs. Buy ah. a console, just put the disc in, and you got no problems. <laughs> okay, well, real players, Matt, they want to play on PC. They want to go where the people go and where everybody knows your name, okay? Nice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go ahead and, and quickly throw this out there for those of you who would want to know even though pretty much anybody who plays pc is too neat and nerdy and dorky and they're already going to know anyway but hey all right minimum specs 1080p gaming blah 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 os windows 7 8 10 latest service packs processor amd fx 8350 intel i5 memory 6 gigabytes of ram graphics card amd radeon hd 7970 or nvidia geforce gtx 680 with 2 gigabytes and hdd 75 gigabytes now that's the minimum specs that's what you have to have if you're going to play this game on your pc it is by no means what you should have if you want to play this game on your pc real fast once again the recommended specs 1440p gaming OS, Windows 7, 8, 10, latest service pack, processor AMD, Ryzen 5, 2600, Intel i7, 4770, memory 16GB RAM, graphics card AMD, Radeon RX 590, the NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1060 with 6GB, and the HDD 75GB. Uh, uh, so there you go, everybody. I just threw it out there in case you're so lazy you can't possibly go look this up anywhere. We put it for you right here in the show. Now you know. That's what you got to have if you want to play PC. But as Matt said, just go play on a flipping console. And hey, man, I got the specs for consoles right here. Minimum mm-hmm. specs, PS4 or Xbox One mm-hmm. S. And then uh, recommended, recommended specs, specs, PS4 Pro, Xbox One X. 
I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry about your damn luck, which includes myself and you as and well. And me. Yeah, we're, we're both playing poor. on the minimums. Yeah. Y'all know the deal. We're all on minimum spec, minimum. <laughs> I can't even see ground effects on this thing. I can, I'm standing in the fire. I don't even know it. Move out of the fire. Move out of the fire. Tell me what how many fire? feet to move. Where's Five feet to the left? This Got is it. out of the fire. Yes, you're out of the fire. Inside joke, everybody. He tried to play a PC game once long ago with me. It didn't go well. <laughs> Very long ago. But hey, something else you can play on PC is Fortnite. And you get the Fortnite Cross Mayhem bundle with a Psycho Skin, a Claptrap Backpack, a Buzz Axe Pickaxe. You can get to play the Pandora Rift Zone. Eric's going to tell you more about that in a minute. But I'm saying, if you're already playing that on PC and you're interested in playing Borderlands 3 on PC, and you pre-ordered Borderlands 3 on the Epic Game Store, which you kind of have to do because it's exclusive for a little while, you get the Fortnite Cycle Pack all for free right now. It's unlocked. Boom. You just you got it with your pre-order. So if you're already playing Fortnite, because you are, because you're a PC gamer, and everyone who plays in the PC world plays Fortnite, you have this already if you, order, if you pre-order Borderlands pre-order 3. But if you listen to this, you did it already. So there you go. Exactly. So I'm not going to add too much to this. All I'm going to tell you is it's the Fortnite X Mayhem event. You can go to the world of Pandora via the Rift Zone. So you go through that, bam, you're on this arid island that's mirrored after, you know, the Pandora. And then while there, you got the different bundles that you can purchase that allow you to craft the cool uh, Borderlands theme looking stuff. And of course, you can purchase the Psycho skins and the Claptrap backpack and all that. And the Buzzsaw from the Psycho Buzzsaw thing. You can get that too. So you can be in there going wild, being a psycho. I got the greatest idea right now. Oh. They recently introduced some giant mech. Why not have an Iron Bear skin for that? That'd oh, be amazing. Yeah, that would be there amazing. There you go. The mech that everyone hates. Now you could be Borderlands 3 version of it. Mm hmm. That's actually really perfect. And this event's taking place for till next year, right? 2020, I think. Holy smokes, really? Or at least the, the skins and bundles and stuff are. I don't know about the or event itself, but I think it, huh? the skins and everything are at least all the way available till next year. So you got plenty of nice. time if you want to pick up that stuff. So save your crumbs, save whatever your pop cans, whatever you got to do, mm. pop in there and get it. I just found this ultimately really entertaining because it had mm. me going into the Fortnite patch notes again. No, never again. Matt, never again. Long ago, no. it said never again. We're not going back to the dark ages. And I went to the patch notes and I was like, wow, holy, like, wow. It was like, it was like opening up, you know, when you, when you, you went away for home for like a few years and you had these sports cards, you know, sitting there, magic cards, you know, whatever your Mm -hmm. geeky, nerdy crap you did. And you came home and you're like, wow, what's it? I remember this. And you open it up and it just had a feel and a smell and a taste and. It all went through my brain when I looked mm. at the Petrus, and I had this like almost irresistible urge to while on the show at this very moment start going, "Hey, you know what? They added don't flashlight you don't. pistol." No. <laughs> no. God damn it, Eric! <laughs> oh man, we used to, of course, cover all sorts of craziness on Fortnite. There wasn't much going on with Gearbox at the time, so mm. if you don't know the reference, yes, we used to always go to the patch notes, talk about all sorts of stuff, Fortnite, but. Because Gearbox has ramped back up and they're on on their horses going full speed ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. Now we go, hey, if you play Fortnite, great for you, cool. Whenever they do something really neat or new, we talk about it, but we're never yeah. touching the patch notes again. Never again. Never again. <laughs> never. Again. I, I will say, I definitely appreciate your reference of going back to your old home and opening up the sports cards because that brings back some very good memories of me and my cousins trading sports cards around. And when you flip it, you see it, and you don't really remember. But you're like. I traded 
freaking Warren Moon for or which, whichever Dolphins player my cousin loved for this Bills player that I like. Bam, there we go. It's mm-hmm. just ah, memories. So it's beautiful. Good. It is beautiful. So good. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I could do that for you. God, you know, I'm talking about memories, Matt. A lot of people are going to be making some memories pretty soon here at PAX West 2019, all right? That's true. Not me or you, but a whole bunch of people are going to be making some memories because Gearbox has their main theater show Friday, 8.30, 1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., and I think that's probably Pacific time because yeah, everything Pacific. in the world's Pacific time. So there I mean, you go. They are in Pacific. I don't, you know, even when they're it, not, it they say Pacific, Pacific time. They, everyone says Pacific time. Like, the whole world revolve, revolves around Pacific time. But it does when they're there. They're in, uh, they're in Washington. You know what? When they're in, they're in the Boston, Pacific. they talk about Pacific time. Okay. Well, that I, that, see, that, that's inexcusable. Exactly. I, but I'll back you up on that one. But this one, I'll Makes forgive sense. them this okay, time. Fine. All right. Well, you're forgiven now. So if you didn't know, they will be there at those times I just mentioned. They're going to be talking about, duh, Borderlands 3, of course. They're also mm. going to be covering what, Matt? Like We Happy Few, some other ones there? Yep, they got the next We Happy Few DLC will be a little bit revealed and or talked about. They're going to have an update for Trover Saves the Universe, something about that game. And then Astroneer will be playable at PAX West, and they'll be talked about at the the Gearbox main stage show, I'm assuming via a Gearbox publishing connection. So along with all those there, and they're going to be talking more about Borderlands, I know for sure they've mentioned that they have more of Endgame stuff to talk about while they're there. Mm -hmm. And the only thing left that we know about, unless they're doing some completely new, something completely off the charts crazy, is the raids. They haven't really talked about those yet, so I'm assuming that the raids are going to be kind of what they go to here for this Mm -hmm. particular event. And we talked about this on the show before, I think it was quite in-depth, actually, and what we hope to see from the raids and whatnot. And we both came to the consensus that we're hoping for more of a Destiny-like raid in the sense that it's a whole level upon itself, and you're actually traversing through this level to the raid boss, whom gives, of course, the big ultimate crazy loot explosion with all this stuff. But along the way, you're fighting a lot of elites, which also, of course, have the chance to drop cool things. And you go with friends, and, you know, it's difficult, it's challenging, it's fun, it's unique. I hope that's what they're doing, and I hmm. I hope that's what they revealed to us. But what do you think? I feel like that's almost already kind of in the proving grounds type of thing, where you're kind of going through the waves, and because the impression I got from that was it was more of like not really a level structure, but you get you know you get the feeling like you were going through a level and f- facing a challenge at the end. So if they just expand upon that and make it. You know, like even if it's just a procedurally generated thing. All right, here it's Skag Habitat, and you're you're going through the little Skag Gully. But uh, yeah, I I mean I hope it's something like that, like a big a level you go through with challenges and bosses and mini bosses, you know, spread throughout it. But I, I I don't know. I feel like now I feel like maybe they wouldn't do something like that. But who knows? Hey, I didn't know Proving Grounds was going to happen. So That's very true. They could have something crazy going on. I feel I feel like Gearbox is on top of it. I feel like they've got some tricks up their sleeves. Maybe not everything's going to be some kind of crazy out of this world event or thing going on, but I feel like mm. at least one or two surprises are in store for us when it comes to the raid bosses and what's going on. And we might mm. have to do some really cool, fun events and not just get a thousand iridium and pop it into a a chunk of stone and then the monster comes and we fight it and that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that's what we that hope that's not what happens, but mm. we'll see. You know, time's yeah. gonna tell. At, at at least like more cool optional objectives that change the way that things go. Like maybe you can 
circumvent this area by opening up this other cool area. So I don't know, something cool. Make or, it ooh, go make monster me want hunter. to pull. Yeah, well, there go you monster go. hunter where you can use the you know here you go get the environment even if it's just the boss fight and you do the t- typical get to the spot summon the boss and fight him make it so you can mm. use the the room or the area you're fighting in to your yeah. advantage like different ledges you can get on different uh, like things that'll drop down stalagmites or traps and get them mm. and do damage so you can just nuke them and duke them if you want or you can go ahead and utilize the area and be tricky and. You know, find a way, even if you're not like the master class people like Sean, who've got every gun in the game, OP level 5,000, as long as you're there and you're using your brain, you got decent stuff, you've got a chance at this as long as you're being smart. And just like we said, things that change up the way you play it each time. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, oh, we're just fighting Terramorphous, here's how you do it. It's, oh, we're fighting Scraggly Pete in this cool area. Let's try doing it with environmental damage. Like you said, let's try using the using the only incendiary challenge. Whatever kind of cool thing, any kind of mutator or optional challenge. I love that stuff. You know I'm not a big raider. That would get me to play the raid at least like four or five times, however many different ways they've got to make you do it. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And anything can get you to do it with me more than three or four times. Man, I'm on board. Get us a couple right. extra chances at that loot that never drops for me, but this time's going to be different. There'll be chances for me to get that loot. Heck yeah, you could be super jealous, and I'll send it to you in the mail once I'm 20 levels past. Thank you. I appreciate it. it. I appreciate that very much, man. Thank you. And another thing we do appreciate, we appreciate our friend Mental Mars and his cool interviews that he has with the developers from Gearbox. This time, this week, it was with, I've never heard the man's name, I'm going to say Raison, Raison Vernier. Vernier. I think that's how it is. I probably butchered it, but I'm sorry. It, Mental Mars didn't have a video, so I couldn't. He couldn't even coach me how to say it. I'm sorry. If but we I really enjoyed your name. Sorry, yeah. we apologize. That's it's his third shift tradition. We oh, don't know yeah. how to say exactly. Names. I can't say any names correctly. It's fine. <laughs> but I will say I really enjoyed this interview because a lot of the responses that Raison had for like the the music in the game, the way that it evolves as you play, how dynamic everything is, really got me excited. Because when I think of Borderlands music, aside from a few certain times and a few certain themes and events, nothing really stands out in my brain. Like, you know, I remember it having good music. Like, I don't dislike the music or anything. But nothing really stands out. So I'm hoping that here, where, especially how we said each planet has a different composer and they got to kind of grow in that space and as they got used to the theme they got to expand on it and and extrapolate on it and take you know take what they made and push it this way when the narrative kind of turns this way when the themes go this way they got to they got to mess with it and tinker with it i'm excited to explore these new worlds this new musical world that everybody's created well, what I really dug about it all was, if you didn't know, he was the individual responsible for a lot of the stuff in Battleborn, all right? And mm. the greatest part about Battleborn was, well, a lot of things, but the music in there was just awesome. It was really mm. catchy, really kind of brought the theme together on each of the planets and where you were and what was going on. And this mm. is what really makes me confident that this is going to be amazing, is he did such a fantastic job of Battleborn, in which you were on these different planets with these different biomes and environments and people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Now he's over here in Borderlands, where you're going to different planets and different people and different biomes, and he's also putting it all together. So he, get to, he gets to take now what the Borderlands themes kind of used to be and meld them into what he knows from his previous experience and, and how to craft the music and the environments, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Another thing I do want to say, another inside joke, they said Michael McCann was working on 
the music for Promethea. So when we see him for the next board game day, we're going to be like, dude, why don't you tell us you're a music maker and you work with this cool studio down in Texas that we do a podcast for and we'll have another in with Gearbox. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. I can't wait to have him invite us over sometime in the next six, seven years so we can do that. <laughs> we're going to smoke some meat again. It's yeah, going to be good. Someday. Someday in the far distant future. Yeah, as always, all Mental Mars, fantastic. Good stuff, Yeah, man. Two, two more things I want to hit real quick. They said that this dude is the dude who voiced Loaderbot in Tales from the Borderlands, and they had a bunch of board, Loaderbot teases through the interview. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to see my boy Loaderbot. I want to see him zooming around and kicking butt in Borderlands 3, or at least a cameo. Give me at least a cameo, a voiceover, when he pops up his little echo device. I am not dead. <laughs> Something. Something I hope. Like I hope so bad. I thought in that trailer long ago that we got that I saw him in the corner, but no mm-hmm. one ever confirmed it. So maybe it wasn't him. Maybe something else was going on. I know they've got a skin for Loaderbot coming in Borderlands 3 in some way, shape, oh, yeah. fashion. So maybe it wasn't him in character, but if they do somehow get him in there, I'm all about it because I loved him. He was the best. Mm-hmm. And, it, <laughs> and then the, the other quick hits, I want to say... You know, I appreciate in the beginning of the interview, he says what the Borderlands style of music is. But then as he's, you know, kind of working with all these other creators, he likes seeing how they evolve their own style and hear their own voices in this Borderlands style. Like as somebody who, you know, aspires to create content and do things like that. It sounded like an awesome work environment. Like here's the kind of thing we're looking for. But as you can express yourself... It's it's interesting to pull that out. And then like we I, I mentioned dynamic and changing music, how he says like, Oh, it'll it it's constantly evolving. There's no musical loop. And like when you find cool loot, it will play like the the excitement theme or whatever, you know, like little bits will come out of the music that weren't there before. So cool. That's just it'll just make it more in depth and unique and interesting when you're playing and doing whatever it is you're gonna do. I love it. Sounds well, and you've great. heard quite a bit of that when you watch these streams and you're busting the loot pops out and you get those little like whistling sounds and little and buzzes and stuff that wasn't there before. That just it it does does something to your sensory system and it just spikes you up. Even if it's nothing great, it just you get that flicker and you keep getting that flicker, you're gonna keep coming back and keep loving it. Ingenious. Another thing I'm I'm excited for is oh, you're gonna open the chest over there. And maybe I'll be shooting the enemy with my back to the chest, but I'll hear that ting ting ting. I'll go, what is it? It's something good. I am gonna, like you said, it's gonna be like Pavlov's dog, just ping. Ah, I'm drooling for loot. Mm-hmm. Ah. They thought of it all, man. I'm telling you, I think they're, I think they're gonna nail this one and knock it out of the park. You know, in every aspect, all I hear is good stuff, smart ideas, mm-hmm. great things. I can't wait for the packs to hear what they got for finishing up with the end game and stuff. It's oh. I'm just sad it's not today. Why I know. does it have to be a Friday? Everything, they, everything they do is on Thursday, and yeah. they, 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 they got us. Screw they us, us over this time. this time. Yeah. Oh well, that's all right. We'll have it all for next week, so you know we'll be talking and going nuts next week with all the wonderful stuff from Pax West. Oh, can't wait. And speaking of next week, it's time to wrap up this show this week because I mean we had a little, we had some cool news there, but I think we're all just we're wetting our appetites for more Pax West goodness. I can't wait to hear. Like we've got. Drops or teases for like six different games. New info, updates coming out, maybe launch date stuff. Ah, it's going to be good. So what are you guys looking forward to from PAX West? What do you want to hear? What do you think will be there? Let us know your conjectures in that land of conjecture. 
Go to the island. Get eaten by cannibals. Let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. Or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there. You can also find us over at their wonderful Patreon if you like what we're doing. Consider heading over there, throwing us a tip. Yes, we treat it just like a tip jar. Dollar, five bucks, ten bucks, a thousand bucks. Anything and everything does help us out a whole ton, and we truly do appreciate it. If you can't, however, that's okay. You can support us in so many other ways, like following us, liking, thumbs ups, all that good stuff. Go over to the Twitch, give us a follow there, throw us a Prime subscription or a regular subscription. Hey, but that would constitute real money at that point. So, hey, whatever. Anything. Mailbag questions, Talented Tuesdays, all the interactions, five-star ratings. We appreciate that stuff. It helps keep us motivated. You guys know the drill, and we appreciate everyone who has done so in the past. Absolutely, we do. And, of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 6th of September for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, Please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on it, any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Million dollars on Patreon. We're going to open up a food line, babies and jars. I got to say it. Somebody had to say it. I had to say it. Eric's in Discord land or getting yelled at by his wife land. I don't know which one it is. Hi, Eric. Hello. Hey, don't forget to save. Don't forget to save. Hey, see you later, everybody. <laughs> oh, goodness. Shut up and sit down.